Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Baylife Church Port Stevens. We hope you find this message challenges and inspires you in your daily Christian walk. For more information, visit www.baylifechurch.org.au. bold and uh, and as soon as I say be bold the timid ones I know will be pulling back straight away go uh, man I'm not bold I, I'm, I'm very timid and I want you to hang in there with me because I know a natural man often wants to respond the way we, we we're wired personality wise or, or the way we've been brought up or whatever but this morning I just want you to hang in there with me because we're a land it might surprise you it might surprise where we end up in this process. So, uh, so be bold. You know, this, this is a series, and, and it's basically more or less going to be based in the book of Acts. So, uh, um, you know, if you're new to church, you know, there's Matthew, Luke, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the first four Gospels, and then Acts is the next one. And, and the, the guy that wrote this is Luke, a medical doctor, right? And he basically encapsulates what the brand new church looks like the new testament church looks like the, the as and one of the dominant themes that he talks about is boldness is boldness in the in the acts and there's if you read it, it's just one thing after the other there's miracle after miracle there's things happening everywhere and, and and they're so bold there's miracles because they're so bold and i don't know about you but sometimes i and i have in the past and i've thought about this from time to time why do we why do we read about these miracles and hear about these miracles that happened back then? Why why don't we see those same miracles happening today in you know in, in our community? And uh, and what I probably believe is is a part of the answer is because we don't have the same bold faith. We don't have the same bold actions that accompany that faith that the people had back then that saw the the spiritual boldness come through into results i guess and 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 i reckon that's part of the deal here now i've got a couple of definitions of boldness one's from the dictionary and it says that boldness is a willingness to take risks and act innovatively with with confidence or courage so it's to take risks be be innovative with confidence or courage there's also a, a a definition i heard about spiritual boldness which i thought was very good too it's behavior born out of belief. Boldness is behavior born out of belief. Because in life, what we believe determines how we behave. What we believe on the inside, in our hearts, in our minds, determines how we behave. If you believe someone is going to criticize you, you'll probably behave in quite a timid way. If you believe you're going to fail, you're probably not going to go very far forward. You're not going to venture very far. You're going to be quite cautious. But if you believe there's a one true God that's calling you, empowering you, leading you, and equipping you, you'll live and respond that way. You respond very boldly as a consequence of that. Because boldness is a behavior born out of what you believe. You know, there's a Greek word for boldness, and it's, and I'm not sure if I'm saying this right, I forgot to, to look this up. But parasea is, is the word, parasea. And it means more than just speaking. It means outspokenness, it means assurance, it means courage, it means confidence. It means to act without fear. 
And I don't know about you, but for much of our life, we can respond to circumstance, situations out of a fear, a fear that, that holds us back from all that God's got for us and wants for us in our lives, to live an abundant life. You know, this year, our, our vision is exceedingly abundantly out of Ephesians 3.20. And, and, and I, I, I think we're stepping into that well. I, I think we're seeing some breakthroughs in that multi, multi, multitude of breakthroughs, actually. But I was just, this week, I was just sitting with God and I said, you know, what is it that we need to do to, to break through this? You know, the entering into this exceedingly abundantly above that God's got for us. You know, personally, as a church, you know, for me, for, 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 for our church. And I feel like, and I wrote this in my journal, I feel like as the Holy Spirit whispered, it's fear, it's worry, it's, it's your perception of God, it's your perception of me. And, and I thought, wow. And so how do we break out of that fear, that, that, that thing that can bond, just bound us up sometimes? How do we break out of that? I believe that the secret could be in these, this series of messages. Be bold. Be bold. It's not just pretending to be bold. It's a boldness that comes from another place. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. And I'm praying with all my heart that God would take our church, a great church, beautiful church, friendly church, but not really known for our boldness, right? You hear what I'm saying? We're, you know, we're, we're, we're great, but we're not necessarily known for our boldness. But God would give us courage. He'd give us a, a, an outspoken spirit. He'd give us a desire to act with courage, to respond without fear, so God could make us bolder. Be bold. And just like the charge God gave Joshua back when, when he was taking Israel into the promised land out of Joshua 1.9. It says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Basically, be bold. Be bold. Be bold. Step out. And in this series, I quickly want to give you a snowboard side of this series because I've got a, a, a bit of a plan of where this is going. I want to talk about bold prayers. You know, I, I think sometimes we, we pray wimpy prayers. And I think God wants us to pray bold prayers. He wants us to step into him and pray a, with a boldness that goes, that's courageous and, and, and is confident in who he is. And, and a faith in him, not in circumstances, not in ourselves, in God. You know, I want to talk about bold prayers. I want to talk about bold compassion. I'm really looking forward to this message bold compassion a compassion that stirs us in our hearts into action to make a difference in our relationships in our families in our community in our world that's out of compassion and, and uh, i won't go there yet but, but it just there's something that god's going to do in that you know that there's a boldness in our speech you know the book of acts is full of, of Boldness. You know, they spoke the word of God boldly. They preached boldly. They're courageous in their example. You know, they're bold in their speech. They're bold in their generosity. They're bold in, in, in how they sowed into to people's lives. And, and, and as a response of that, you know, God broke all sorts of things out. They're generous in every way. And they're bold in their obedience. You know, so that's just some of the things we're going to talk about. There's people are persecuted and killed because they're being obedient to God, and they'd rather do that than, than disobey God in that process. And, and as I said, I'm praying that God will stir our hearts in our church to have 
a boldness that's beyond our natural man, that's based in a belief and that affects our behavior, you know, and it's, it's based in the belief of who Jesus Christ is, you know, bit quiet there. Everyone say bold. Oh, that was good. That was good. Say it again. Bold. That's cool. See, we have to be bold. Bold in speech, bold in behavior, bold in our prayer, bold in compassion. This morning we're going to look at a guy. I'll give you the context. And it starts in, in, in uh, John, John 21, I think we're looking at. And, uh, and it's a guy named Peter. Now, many of us can relate to Peter because he had bold intentions followed through by timid actions very often. You know, he'd, he'd, he'd talk the talk, but he wouldn't always walk the walk. You know, he'd, he'd open his mouth before he engaged his, his brain most often, you know, and he had no follow-through. And one of the best-known stories of his bold intention followed by his timid actions, Peter declared boldly before Jesus, I don't care if all these losers don't follow you. I'm going to follow you. I've got your back. I'll be with you every step of the way, Jesus. Don't you worry about it. I'll be with you. And before the end of the day, he denied Jesus three times. Three times. And you go, wow. Wow. Like, bold intentions, but no follow-through at all. You know, and... and uh, and even a, a, a little schoolgirl said, oh, I want you with Jesus. And he said, no, 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 it wasn't me, it wasn't me. And he responded with fear and, and timidity and, and, and just, you know, just, just timid. But something happened in Peter, and I pray that something can happen in us as well. When Jesus died and he rose again after three days, Peter interacted with Jesus. And you can read that in John 21. And essentially Jesus said, Hey, you've been forgiven. You're forgiven. Don't, don't underestimate the power of forgiveness. Can I just pause there just for a minute? Please don't underestimate the power of forgiveness in your life, in those lives around you. I'm telling you, it's significant. Jesus said you're forgiven. It's all good. You know, you're still part of the team. You know, you, you're reinstated, it's time to go out, it's time to let go, it's time to get bold. And, and he, you know, there's things he says, he feeds, feed my lamb, take care of my sheep, feed my sheep. And uh, I always pondered on that, thought I don't really understand that. Don't go take care of my people. And, 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 and I thought, it's only afterwards, I thought, yeah, okay, he's actually got denied three times. He had to actually reinforce that three times. As a shepherd, as a pastor, that's your role. Feed my lambs, feed my sheep, take care of my sheep, you know. And uh, anyway, there's a, a switch flipped on in Peter. It, and, 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 and then we read about the upper room experience in Acts 1 and 2. The 120 were filled with the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, the guy who used to just talk the talk and not walk the walk went out and stood behind before this huge group of people. And he preached one of the boldest messages in history. To a, to a, not to a crowd that were warm to him, by the way. He said, you are a corrupt generation. <laughs> not, not, not a crowd pleaser, you know, not, not, not politically correct. He said, you need to turn from your sins, repent in the name of Jesus Christ and be baptized. And 3,000 people were saved that day. It's a stunning, bold uh, preach. You know, he, he was preaching out of 
not who he was, but how the Holy Spirit in him and who Jesus was in him. And, and, the, and as a consequence of that, the New Testament church explodes from that point forward. And that's why the book's called the Book of Acts, because there's activity. There's one after another after another. There's things happening everywhere. And if we flip forward, that, that's probably in Acts 2, we finish there. We flip forward to Act 3, Acts 3. And we read about Peter and John. And they're walking along, going to the temple at a time of prayer. And, and the, the, the Bible tells us it's at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Now, they used to pray three times a day, um, at 9 a.m., 3 a.m., and at sunset. And so this is every day. So 21 times a week they would pray. So, so this is just another one of those times. And they're, they're going to the temple, right? And, and, and this time, there's nothing special about this, but this time they see a guy who's been crippled since birth, begging at the gate and this guy's been crippled since birth so, so 40 years old he is and and just think about this <laughs> see sometimes we don't get the context of this stuff just imagine you'd known someone who's been crippled since birth been in a wheelchair every day of their life for 40 years <laughs> 40 years and, and they walk up to this guy and say in the name of jesus get up and walk is that bold or what? Like, just think about that. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. My goodness, that is so much boldness. But they also know it's not boldness from them. It's boldness from who God is. It's a confidence in who He is and what He says. It's through the Holy Spirit. And that, that bold action stirred up all sorts of controversy in the Jewish system of that place because everybody knew this guy couldn't walk from birth <laughs> and so the temple guards were sent and they, they they arrested them peter and john were taken to jail and they were put in front of the sanhedrin which is the the gurus at that stage and 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 this is actually what they do um they'd actually put their long gowns on their you know clothes on and, and they'd actually get around the people that were accused and they'd actually be, be all so be quite confronting, like they'd all be around them, and then they'd start hurling questions at them, one after the other, after the other, after the other, and and and, and the thing is, the idea was to intimidate them, right? And 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 the thing is, they also knew they had the power to decide their fate. You know, they could just beat them, or they could imprison them, or they actually could have the right to kill them as well, and. Uh, and so Peter and John were in the middle, and this one person asks, by what name and by what authority do you do these things? Here's Peter's bold response. It's out of Acts 4, verses 8 to 10. Then Peter filled the Holy Spirit, in words, as I've been saying, it's not his power, it's the power from God. He said to them, rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Watch this boldness. Let me clearly state to all of you and all the people of Israel that he was healed by what? By what? The powerful name of Jesus Christ. It's that name that healed him. In the name of Jesus Christ, he was healed. You see, that is boldness. Then he gets to really stick it to them. The man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. You see, 
you can't un we can't understand probably in our context how amazingly bold that is the sanhedrin hated jesus they were glad they were glad he's gone that they didn't want to hear about him ever again the foundation of their beliefs were that resurrection was impossible that the, you know that they based their beliefs on that they didn't believe in that so peter points right at the people who had had the power to kill him and says you killed jesus he's back he's raised from the dead ha 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 and basically sticking it in their face and it's a, it's more or less a declaration of war you know and uh, and what's really interesting to me is that 2,000 years ago, what name was so controversial? The name of Jesus. 2,000 years later, what name brings so much controversy? The name of Jesus. Think about it. I mean, in our world, you know, you can be spiritually bold about all sorts of things and it's fine. You know, everyone likes a little God talk, a little spiritual talk and and the God of the universe, and, and uh, the God of the trees, and, and, and everyone's happy to talk about that stuff. That's all fine, you know? And, and as soon as you mention Jesus, they get freaked out. And, and let's be honest, you know, we can talk about the higher power all day long, you know, the higher power out there somewhere, the power of the universe, you know? And, and, and everyone's happy with that, you know? Oh, I'm a spiritual person, you know, I'm really spiritual. And you mention the name of Jesus, they freak out. You go, what is that about? But as soon as you say Jesus, everything changes. Because there's power in the name of Jesus. And can I tell you just uh, a little example of, I was thinking of as I was preparing this. Um, Robin headed up SRE at a, in a um, primary school uh, a few years ago now. But she was... Uh, asked to prepare a school prayer with a group of responsible leader kids in, in the in the primary school, and uh, and so they did that. And they met together for multiple weeks and they they formulated this prayer and uh, um, you know and they're all happy with it in the end and and then um, they submitted it and and then I think you're asked to go to an assembly I think where they were going to pray the the the, the uh, school prayer for the first time. Guess what? It was edited to be politically correct. The name of Jesus was gone from that. In fact, I think even God reference was gone too, wasn't it? But there was no reference to Jesus Christ at all. At all. And, and I know, it seems like you can pray in any name you want to. In the pray, the, the, I'm going to pray in the name of the... The, the God out there, you know, and the heavenly universal God. And, and, and I can pray in my name, I can pray in your name, I can pray in any other name. Pray in the name of Jesus and it upsets people. We need to be bold in declaring the name of Jesus. And this is what Peter's doing. He says, Jesus, you killed him. And guess what? He's back, boys. He's with us. And the re religious leaders couldn't believe what they were hearing. They couldn't believe it. And in verse 13, it shows their response. It says this, the members of the council, what were they? They were amazed. They were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see they were ordinary men with no special training in Scripture. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. 
And, uh, gonna, I'm just going to crack that open, that, that verse 13, just for the, the time we've got left, the short time we've got left, just to show you some stuff out of it, some bold facts from that verse 13, because I just want you to uh, get the full impact of how bold this actually is, how bold they were in that context. The first thought, first, the number one fact, if you like. God gives ordinary people extraordinary boldness. God gives ordinary people, just like you and me, extraordinary boldness. Let, let's have a look at this first, first part of the, the, the scripture. So the leaders could see that Peter and John were ordinary men with no special training in scripture. They weren't trained up in the word of God like them. You know, they hadn't studied for years and years and years. Now, the, word, the Greek word that's translated as, is, as ordinary is idiotos. Idiotos. <laughs> now, this word can be translated as unlearned, unschooled, ordinary. The most literal translation of the word idiotos is exactly what you think it is. The, the Bible translators were just too polite. It's idiots. It's idiots. And, 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 and they were amazed and couldn't believe the boldness of these idiots. And here's the deal. Even if you're the best of the best, the brightest of the brightest, the, the, you know, fantastic at all sorts of stuff, God can still use you, but he, he specializes in using the ordinary things of the world. He specializes in using the foolish things of the world. He specializes in using the idiots of the world for his purpose. He does. He loves using ordinary people, just like you and me. <laughs> and he gives them extraordinary boldness. He gives you and me extraordinary boldness if we step into it. See, he takes people that others will overlook and he gives them boldness. And I know a lot of you are saying, well, I'm not naturally bold. Greg, you know, I don't like to talk much. You know, I'm not that, I'm a quiet, quiet kind of person and, and I'm not educated with the Bible stuff. And, and uh, you know, I, maybe I stay at home as a mum or, or I work part-time or, or I'm just a bloke or I'm, I'm just at uni or I'm just at school or I'm just retired. I'm just, just, exactly. God wants you to be bold in whatever context you are. You know, you might be at work. And, and, and there's gossip in the office and blah, 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 blah. And, and you go, you know what? I'm going to remove myself because I do not agree with that. I'm going to remove myself from that. And, and you know what? That's been bold. You know, young girls, teenagers or, or, or young adults, you know, all your friends go out and they, they, they dress in a way that, that, that attracts the boy's interest. And you just don't feel comfortable. And you go... It's showing, you know, it's just attracting the wrong sort of interest. There's, there's too much flesh, too much boobs and bum, and and uh, and, and and you just go, no, I'm not. I'm going to honour God. I'm not going to dress that way. I'm not going to demean myself in that way. Young blokes, you know, the, you know, the blokes go to the pub and 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 and, and they they have a, a few drinks and a few too many drinks, and, and 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 you're trying to hook up with girls, and you go, you know what? I'm actually going to be a man. I'm not going to demean myself like that anymore. I'm going to remove myself from that situation. I'm not going to demean my future wife that I haven't yet met. 
and I'm going to honour my God, and I'm not going to operate that way. You see, it's actually a choice, and that is a bold choice. I know in the context you don't understand how bold that is, but that is actually making a choice to follow God, to follow Jesus, instead of the crowd. That's being bold. It's absolutely being bold. You know, maybe in business, there's a deal that comes up for you and it's going to make you a lot of money. But you know, you just know it's not right. You just know it's not completely ethical. And you walk away from a very profitable business deal. That's being bold. That's being bold. You see, we so often think of boldness in the wrong way. Boldness is standing up for Jesus Christ to be examples of him in our culture, in our work, in our families, in our lives. That's being bold. That's being bold. God can take ordinary people and give them extraordinary boldness. That's the first thought. Thought two is your boldness will amaze the world. Your boldness will amaze the world. You know, I remember... Our girls in, in Year 12 just choosing never to go to the parties that were out of control and uh, just choosing not to get drunk and, and all the things that, that all the others took for granted. And I remember them after Year 12, people coming to them saying, in the midst of it, there was great persecution, can I tell you. But afterwards, people came and said, we really respect the way you guys did that, that you didn't allow yourself to enter into that because... It was horrible. They said, you know, it looked like fun at the time, but it was horrible. Horrible things happened. And they chose not to be a part of that. And so often we think it's part of being the cool crowd and doing the cool thing. But I'm telling you, your boldness will amaze the world if you stand firm in the Word of God, you stay clear on, on your purpose. And when you become spiritually bold for the glory of God, your boldness will amaze the world. You see, verse 13 says this, the members of the council... They were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. Why were they amazed? Here's the deal. They could have had these guys killed, like dead, and these guys didn't care. <laughs> and they're like, wow, that's impressive. They were not used, for, used to people reacting that way. And um, I'm sure they're going, I'm not sure I believe them, but I know that they believe it. And I'm not sure of what they're saying, and I'm not sure I agree with what they're saying, but I, well, I know they believe what they're saying, and they're amazed. When was the last time someone was amazed by your boldness? When was that? When was the last time, you know? On a little scale of, of 1 to 10, you know? Where, where are you sitting on that scale? 10 being really bold and 1 not being very bold at all. Where, where are you sitting at? When was the last time you amazed someone with your boldness hmm. you know I, I think if you if you get a little convicted in that maybe this next point will help you because the third point I've got here this morning is spiritual boldness comes from knowing Christ spiritual boldness comes from knowing Christ that's what we need to know it's not about our actions. It's not about our words even. It's actually about knowing Christ. And in verse 13, it says this, they also recognize these guys as men who have been with Jesus. They recognize that 
these guys had actually been with Jesus. How in the world could Peter stand in the face of possible death when only not that long ago he was fleeing for his life and, and going, no, no, it wasn't me, denying Jesus three times. And, th- and now he stands before these guys, the Sanhedrin, and declaring boldly for, the, for Jesus. And the point is, he couldn't have been bold unless he'd been clear that he'd been with Jesus. The Holy Spirit was, had filled him. Boldness is not the goal. Knowing Jesus is the goal. Boldness is not the goal. Like that, that scale is probably, yeah, it's not really relevant. Boldness isn't the goal. Our, our goal is to know Jesus. And when we know Jesus, I'm telling you, you'll be bold in your context. You'll step out in a way that you astound yourself. You'll amaze yourself sometimes in that process. I'm not sure about you, but when you meet someone, you just know the difference when you meet them. You just know that they've spent time with Jesus. That there's something about that, that they've been in the Word, you know, that they're, they're in prayer every day, you know, that they're praying to God every step of the way, God, direct me. You know, give me people to help and minister to and, and give me opportunities to show your love. And, and, and when you live like that, you're directed by the Spirit because you see everything as an opportunity to show God's love in the circumstances, in the situations. And there's opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Yeah. Let me say this. Sometimes the opportunity comes and it just looks like hard work. And we go, that's not a chance to be up bold. Probably is. Sometimes it just takes a little bit of unpacking before you see the opportunity to be bold in those circumstances. So sometimes we've got to slow down enough to see the God opportunities that come before us. We've got to live directed by the Spirit. Why? Because we've had spent time with Jesus. It's that time with Jesus it is the absolute deal with this. Now, I'm going to finish quickly now. I've got a little flow chart thing that just might help you. First thing is our time with Jesus. That's, that's, that's what we need to start with. That leads to faith, which leads to boldness, which leads to results. Spiritual results, that is. And guess what? The more time you spend with Jesus, the more, more faith you have, and the more boldness you have. And the more time you want to spend, the more results you have. And the more time you want to spend with Jesus, which gives you more faith and more boldness and and more results. And God gets the glory. And and here's the problem. The opposite is also true. When we don't spend time with Jesus, we don't have much faith. We're not bold. We don't see results. And we don't want to spend more time with Jesus. So it can happen in the opposite direction as well. And we wonder, where are you, God? God. You know, I want to see the miracles. I want to see all these things happen. Well, are you spending time with Jesus? Is that growing your faith? Have you got a boldness because you're spending time with Jesus? Well, I'm not seeing the results. Of course you're not. They're disconnected. We've got to spend time with Jesus. So it's great to understand this stuff if you want more boldness in your life. So, so here this morning, don't feel any condemnation in this process. Have a conviction of the Spirit that He wants more for you. 
But we want to be a bold church that steps out of our comfort zone, that steps into the God zone, that starts to step in all that he has got for us. And, and when we do that, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the spirit, spiritual boldness comes from knowing Christ in our, in our prayer, in our, in our quiet time, in our meditations, in our fasting, in our, our times where we just sit with Jesus. It's a difference it'll make when you spend time with Jesus. It will give you boldness and the results you want to see. You see, if we read on just a little bit, just to finish, Acts 4, verse 20. <laughs> this is while they're still talking to, to Sanhedrin. We cannot stop telling about everything we've seen and heard. Even though with all the threats and all the stuff coming at them, we can't stop telling about Jesus. We just can't. It just bubbles out of us. It just flows out of us. It just a boldness comes because of who he is. And I want to say this to you just to finish. I hope you understand this. But I'm not here to play church. Right? What's the point? I'm not here to be half-hearted or lukewarm. Look, this isn't a play. This isn't a thing we do on Sunday. This is who we are 24-7. We need to have a boldness in Christ that steps into every opposition, every circumstance, every situation, and are prepared. We don't have to preach at people, by the way. I'm not saying you need to preach at people. That doesn't work, you know. I remember, yeah, I'll tell you this. Already over time, sort of. In Bible College, we had to go to um, Port Macquarie. (laughs) We had to do street evangelism, and I am uncomfortable with the idea of that let alone actually doing it. We had to spend a whole day in the street in Port Macquarie, street evangelism, just walking up to people and trying to get in a conversation with them and tell them about Jesus. I'm telling you, I've never been so uncomfortable in my whole life. We, we had a church service that night, and I think I was preaching at it too. It was, it was sort of like a group of 20 or 30 Bible college students invading the streets of Port Macquarie. And I'm not sure whether we ever saw anyone get saved out of that. But I just thought, I'm not sure of the value of that. I'm sure there are people who might be called to that. I'm not one of them, by the way. You know, I'm not going to knock on people's doors and, and shove Jesus down their, their neck. But, you know, the people that I'm in relationship, the people I've got an opportunity to influence, the people that are in my circle of influence, I'll tell you what, I'm going to tell them about Jesus. I'm, I'm not going to hold back from that. We need to know he gives us a boldness as we step into all that he has for each and every one of us. Don't you dare let fear hold you back. Don't you dare let intimidation or insecurity hold you back for the purpose of God on your life. At the end of your life, I don't know about you, but when we get to heaven, I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. I want to know that, that I... Every opportunity that came, and I've already missed thousands of them, but every opportunity I actually took on board and went, you know what, I'm going to step into that in boldness and do what God's asked me to do. Let me pray for you this morning. Father God, I thank you, God, for your word. I thank you for the illumination of your word, God, that it helps us understand who we are and where we are and what we need to do. And Holy Spirit, I invite you in afresh here this morning. Fill us afresh with who you are. 
and give us boldness for each and every day, each and every minute, each and every hour, each and every day, each and every week. Let's be bold in the name of Jesus. Caring, compassionate, you know, prayerful, all those things. But give us a boldness in that place. I pray that in Jesus' name. And just one other prayer just before we finish. Just eyes closed just for a second. Maybe here this morning, you know, you, you, you might have come to church for a while, you might have been around church, but you've never actually made that bold decision to follow Jesus because there's always been something in you that's held you back from that. Well, can I ask you this morning to be bold? To be bold, step into the, the salvation God has got for you as we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. And here this morning, just this last second, just want to give you an opportunity just to put your hand up and say, Greg, I want to pray that prayer this morning. Here's the opportunity right now. If that's you, stick your hand in the air right where you are, and I'll pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. Right with it. Fantastic. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you for salvation. God, we thank you for who you are in our lives, Lord. We thank you that... Uh, no matter how badly we've done life or, or how well we've done life, you know, that, God, you are for us, you're with us in every circumstance, God, that your forgiveness is there for each and every one of us, Lord, and that you will live in our hearts from this point forward. We declare that in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus, for all you've done and all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, put your hands together. Thanks for listening to the message today brought to you by Baylife Church. We hope the message leaves you feeling challenged and inspired to live out your Christian walk. Please tune in again for next week's message.